Good morning, everybody. We'll just pray together first. Father God in heaven, we want to come closer to you, uh, even closer than other days. Um, Just spend time thinking about you this morning. Help us all, please, in everything we do together for you this morning. Amen. So we're going to sing our first song together, which is um, in the Christadelphian hymn book. It's number 94, if you want to follow notes and things like that. But all the words are up here, so let's sing this together. So this morning, I'd like us to think about God being hidden from our eyes, but not our hearts. Lots of things in the song we've just sung talk about that. Ancient Almighty from the Ancient of Days. But we come to focus on him. We need to grow in the light to be able to see him more. It is only the splendor of light that hideth thee, we just sang. I'm going to do our first reading uh, from Psalm 24. Thank you. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not trust in an idol or swear by a false god, They will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God their Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, God of Jacob. So that's just something for us to think about, seeking God's face. But now Steve's going to do the announcements for us, please. Morning all, It's, it's good to be here and it's good to see you all and I hope you have a blessed morning. It's nice to welcome, and I'm reliably informed, James and Kirsty. Brilliant. It's good to see you. I hope you have a good morning with us this morning. Father, we're going to lay before you now all our plans, the things we want to do this coming week. Please bless us. Two bits of care news we just have for today. We're sorry to report the falling asleep of brother Stephen Brazier of Leicester following unsuccessful chemotherapy for his cancer. And our sympathy goes to his mum, Hilary, and his sister, Alison, who some of you may remember from her time at Old Trafford. Um, I mentioned that there's a new session for the youth church starting. Uh, They could really do with another teacher to help Heather out, and uh, we're going to be praying for the youth church shortly as well. But Mike has asked me if I'll do the pastoral prayer, so if there are any other people and things you'd like us to pray for the church now, if you let me know, then I can include them. We'd just like to remain where you are, and we'll bring all these things to our Father in prayer. Father, we come before you now, knowing that any glory we have is yours. Any righteousness comes from you. Any love that we have is because you loved us. We are your children, and we want to reflect you as our Father. Bless us as we try to seek you out. Lead us to you. And on our hearts, because they're on your heart, Father, 
are lots of people that we know in different circumstances and situations. Father, we pray for the family of Stephen who recently fell asleep. Our prayer is that they are surrounded by people who can support them, who can help them through this difficult time, who will show them your love, Father. Father, we rejoice at the news of David and Yemi becoming engaged, and as they plan their life together, be with them, Father. Be close to them and help them know you in their lives. We think of Lydia, who needs to have an operation, and we ask that you bless the surgeons involved, that they will do a good job, and what they do will work and restore her to health. Father, be with David as he makes that step of independence and heads off to London. With all the challenges that he will face, I pray that he continues to hold you close to him and remember his time here. He's been a good person to get to know, and thank you for bringing him into our lives, Father. And we pray for Jack, who has taken a step that you understand the reasons why he has left home. And that will bring all sorts of difficulties and troubles and hard things for him, Father. I pray that you put us in a place that we can help wherever we can and that whatever the issues are that get resolved. Father, we think of all our children who come to this church and the teachers and Charles who will be leading them. Bless them in their work, Father. Just as you work as those your children, so you dispense to other responsibility to bring children to you. Help us in that work. It's something that we love to do and we want to do. And may we give you glory in doing it, Father. So we lay these things before you in your capable hands. You have a plan. You know what's going to happen. And we trust in you complicitly. Thank you for being our God, and thank you for making yourself known. Amen. Thank you. We're going to have, we're going to read uh, one of our daily readings, um, Second Corinthians. We're just going to read chapter four of it, and it's on. If you want to look in our church Bible, it's page one one six zero. Second Corinthians chapter four. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Rather, we have renounced secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception, nor do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers, that they cannot see the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. We do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts, to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, 
perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. We always carry it around in our body, the death of Jesus, so the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. We who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. With the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you in his presence. All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, what is unseen is eternal. Thank you. As I sort of hinted before, I'd like to talk about um, the idea of our invisible God. Uh, And that today's reading has got a few things it talks about um, things being blinded to people and not being able to see God. I'll talk about that reading we've just read a bit later on. had this as our first reading as well that also talks about we have to seek him and that's something else for us to think about and we'll talk about that a bit later on so just in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15 I'll just read this to you he, talking about Jesus, the son is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation. So how is that possible? How can someone be the image of someone else who is invisible? So like I say, I'd like us to think about our invisible God. Lots of times I think lots, little bits about his creation about its extreme complexity and seeing what looks to me like design patterns but also think about this are there any labels on anything God has made if I made something and produced it and it was amazing I'd definitely put a label on it a little signature in the corner has God done that just something to think about God's hand can do anything, absolutely anything, but I don't necessarily think that every time a fingerprint would be there for a detective to come along and see whether God did that or not. So why? Why Why is that? Like I say, it's something I think lots of us often think about. 
Why has God made this choice in lots of situations for his hand not to be revealed? We have lots of examples in the Bible of God's hand being a lot more visible. So just one to quickly think about. Um, So in Exodus, we've got chapter 7, we've got God clearly showing his visible hand at work to Pharaoh. But Pharaoh chose not to listen, not to do what was being asked. The plagues should have easily convinced him to listen to God's extremely strong request. And eventually, after persistence and using his hand again and again and again and again and extreme actions, he eventually listened. Temporarily, then he changed his mind again afterwards. Having seen God's hand do something, uh, the first son in every family dying, that's what it took. And even then he turned back and stopped listening to God. It seems that God, God's hand being extremely visible somewhere doesn't have the effect we would expect it to. Of course, when we come here every Sunday, we remember one place of his hand being visible. In fact, not his hand, his heart, all of him being visible to us. And we'll think more about that later, of course. So we're going to read uh, now lots of um, short verses from the Bible that are saying the same thing. This phrase, seek him. Um, So John's going to come and read those for us. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God, his Saviour. Such is the generation of those who seek him and who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Jeremiah 29. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Zephaniah 2. Seek the Lord, all you humble of the land, you who Do what he commands. Seek righteousness. Seek humility. Perhaps you will be sheltered on the day of the Lord's anger. Psalm 119. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the, the law of the Lord. Blessed are they who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. Psalm 105, glory in his holy name. 
Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Luke 12. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagan world runs after all such things. And your father knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom. And these things will be given to you as well. So despite, in many ways, God's hand not being there, him being the invisible God, quote. It seems that God wants us to want to seek him and seek him lots of the lots of those um, passages we just read. Seek him with our eyes. Some of them say that. Lots of them say seek him with your heart. So I'd like us to think about that, to think about seeking God with our heart, seeing God, seeking him with our heart. So um, we'll, we'll sing this together, a simple uh, song together, just about that. So I'd like us to think this 